I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 47, Dave's interview continues. To tackle Minute 47, we have Gary Roby of Harry Potter Minute and Cassandra Fredrickson of Lord of the Rings Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Is that a problem? I promise to my second. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. If I get a few words from you before you go. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to Dave Made a Minute, uh, the fan podcast overanalyzing the movie. I see. I have the whole spiel that I do for Harry Potter Minute, and I want to just like <laughs> rattle it off, but that's not. I don't have it in front of me. Talking about Dave Made a Minute. How about uh, Dave Made a Maze? Loosely, very loosely talking about Dave Made a Minute. Dave Made a Maze. Uh, I'm Gary Roby from Harry Potter Minute, and I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from Lord of the Rings Minute, and we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, nope, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> it's just, it's a mess. It's a nightmare. Fuck, man! It's it's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma. I'm enjoying this actually. I like recording with you, Cassandra. So whatever. Oh yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're talking about minute 47, so we get the end of this, um, not quite the end, but kind of wrapping up this conversation that he's having with the interviewer about feeling broken. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a moment here just because I have to, like, I didn't even think about it until we were just watching the minute before recording, but at the beginning of the, the minute here, he says, like, do you know what it means to be, to be broke? It means you're broken. That you don't work. And the way he says it, it makes me think it makes me think of this very specific episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> in which Squidward like gets fired from the Krusty Krab or something, and he's staying at, at SpongeBob's house, and SpongeBob's getting increasingly irritated that that Squidward like isn't working, that he's like not looking for another job, he's not doing anything, he's just kind of mooching and making like SpongeBob be his maid. And there's a moment where Squidward complains that, like, the TV remote doesn't work. And he's like, well, that's two things in this house that don't work. Two <laughs> that And I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know why that came into my head now, but, <laughs> you know, there you go. There you go. <sighs> I wonder if this guy has a job. Da- I wonder if Dave has a job. Or if he's just, yeah, like, well, living with his girlfriend. Because he talks in the last minute about having jobs that he hates. Yeah, that's true. Jobs that he hates, that he had to beg for. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he still has to borrow money from his parents or something. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I'm no yeah. longer working the job that I hate, but I've been there. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I've been there more than I care to admit. But I hate my job. Oh, you hate your job? Oh my god, why don't you say so? 
No, there's a support group for that. It's called Everybody. They meet at the bar. I, at this point, well, I don't know if I've gotten to that point yet. I am, like, recently unemployed. Mm. Um, and so I'm just like, oh, yeah, I think it, it's getting to the point where I'm just like, mm, I'd rather have a job I hate than no job. That's, that's, <laughs> that is, that's fair. I understand. I just, mm. I have the tendency, like... When I have a job that's, like, providing me income, it just becomes so easy to be like, well, I don't have to, like, why bother looking for something better? Like, I'm making a paycheck. And so I stay right. at places for so much longer than I need to. Um, mm-hmm. Before I started working at the bookstore I worked for, I worked at a movie theater. I think I worked at that movie theater for eight and a half years. Holy crap. Like, I'm pretty sure that's true. Oh, my God. Yeah. I started it, like, not long after high school. And I did, like, a bunch of different things. Like, I had a bunch of different positions while I was there, but it was still just the same job for far longer than it needed to be. Yeah. So, I don't know. I got out of there. Well, that looks good on your resume, at least. That's that's true. But yeah, I'm loyal. I stay places. I just got <laughs> stuck, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I worked with good people. Well, there's Working a- in a movie theater's fun. There's a difference between, like, loyalty and, like, getting stuck. That, yeah, you're right. No, you're totally right. I, I, there were definitely periods where I, like, had looked for other things or, like, I had been doing something else, like, on the side and, and the Mm -hmm. theater was just sort of, like, the consistent, well, if this other thing doesn't pan out, then I still have, I still have the movies. Right. So, yeah, it was a very, it was a very great day when I put in my two weeks notice there. (laughs) But... You know, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. It's a new chapter. I mean, that's almost a decade. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. I worked, I worked, yeah, I worked there for far too long. (laughs) It's one of those things where like, it's, it's, it's a summer job for people like fresh out of high school. And then I'm just like the, I've been there. I just, the mainstay for an absurd amount of time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've even been back since I left. Um, That's good. Which is, yeah, it's kind of I'm sure there nice. are, like, cheaper movie theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't even talk about it when we were doing Scott Pilgrim in it, but, like, I got to go see Scott Pilgrim in a movie theater again recently, and uh, I think I only paid, like, six bucks for my ticket, and it was nice. great. There's something fun about, there's a little, like, indie cinema here in town that does, um, I think all they play are like movies that have long since been out of the theater. So like coming up pretty soon, they're doing Jurassic park and they're, they did Beetlejuice for Halloween and oh, that's like stuff like that. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, shout out to the Ken cinema in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good time, but I haven't seen anything new since I left the theater. I think the last movie I watched was solo. I didn't even see solo. I what is solo. the last movie I watched? Hmm. Like, like in a theater. Oh my god. I want to say I saw movies this summer. Like, come on, Cassandra. Get Infinity your shit War? together. <laughs> Black Panther was in like March. That was too far yeah. away. Infinity War is like June? I think I saw No. Infinity War was April. I saw Infinity oh, War. Yeah. I saw Oceans 8. Oh, I wanted to see that. And I didn't end it up was seeing fun. it. You guys did a, a review thing for that on the Dueling Genre Patreon, yeah? Yeah. I'll have to um, check that, that was, out. That was cool, because it was all ladies. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I'll have to go. I'll have to see it and then go check that out. Is that the last movie I saw? No way. 
That's crazy. <laughs> I'm busy that podcast life. Right? Right? I get you. I get you. So, in my time being eaten by the maze. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're I back. Had time, I had time to, <laughs> to reflect. And I was like, why don't I like this guy? Uh-huh. And he so, he so succinctly explains in this minute. Like, okay. He's, he's a spineless asshole and I yeah. don't like him. <laughs> I know. He tells them, like, please, for, for, for God's sake, don't make me look like a spineless asshole. It's like, buddy. And I'm not angry. I'm fucking furious. But don't make me seem angry or spineless, please. Oh, no, of course not. If God, for fuck's sake, do not make me look like a spineless asshole. Of course not. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I love this moment um, when he yells, ah, everyone, everyone are assholes. assholes. And the interview's like, is. is. And then he goes, is. everyone is everyone assholes. Is He's like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's... I don't know what's correct. Is it everyone are, everyone is assholes? Everyone are assholes? Both of them sound wrong. I don't know. Well, it's it's tough with the word everyone because it's like a singular plural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the short, quick answer is they are singular. So, for example, everyone is happy today. So my verbs are all messed up. So are his. <laughs> This would be easier in a Latin language, like a Latin-based language, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) not the whatever we have that's English. (laughs) In in today's minute and tomorrow's, I just, I really like the interviewer, like, not not even under his breath, but just, like, quietly correcting his grammar. (laughs) Is. Like, no, no, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) God, I don't know. I don't know. And then I like, uh, so he goes on and he says, like, I built something because I wanted to build some- build something. And if I could just finish it, I know that it could be great. Or it would be great, I think is what he says. But, like, as someone who, like, makes stuff, I get this. That's sort of, like, you kind of hit a... Well, I mean, in, in his case, it's very different because, like, people have died. But um, that, that idea... <laughs> just casually. People have died. Um... <laughs> But that, that, that desperation to be like, if I could just like get past this hump and like finish this thing I've been working on, mm-hmm. it would be such a relief, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real like struggle in that, that I think like anyone who like makes anything, whether it be podcasting or writing or art, like just, I don't know, you, you hit a wall sometimes and it's just, it feels insurmountable. Yeah. I kind of like. I think I said this last time, but I kind of would would really enjoy making like a cardboard fort like this. <laughs> Not one that kills people. Not one that kills people. But I mean, if I'm going to build a labyrinth, what's a labyrinth without a minotaur? You know? Do we see the minotaur in uh, this movie? Not in our minutes. But I'm pretty but sure there is. There is. Like I, I do believe you see it in the movie. Let me see if I can find an image of it for you. Okay, because I'm curious. I think it's also cardboard, probably. That's amazing. Actually, I think it's a dude with like a cardboard like minotaur head. Is what oh, it looks. Man. Is what it now, looks like. Because like, you, 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 you had me thinking about SpongeBob, and now, <laughs> okay, all I want is a minotaur that's like um, Doodle Bob. 
Oh my god! But he's made out of yes. <laughs> but he's made out of cardboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it looks like it looks like it's like a guy, like a big dude, and he just the head is, I think, cardboard. Let me find this. I'm gonna copy this link for you because, like, I I don't like I'm intrigued about this movie, but I don't know if I would like seek out this movie. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Especially if oh, I don't. that's a terrible link. I wonder if that works. Yeah, it kind of works. It's a link from Google to a person's Twitter account. I didn't realize it was going to be such a long URL. <laughs> I played a cardboard minotaur. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Holy This crap. dude is huge. Huh. But yeah, so there's a minotaur. Like an actual minotaur. I like that his, um, his like centurion skirt or his kilt yeah. is also made of cardboard. That's cool. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll watch this movie. <laughs> right. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm going to rewatch it. Like, after I'm done editing these these minutes, I'll go back and watch the whole thing and be like, oh, there's so much stuff I should have talked about. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Dave's having a rough day. <laughs> yes. I think he says at the end of this minute, oh, there's another, th- yeah, just little subtle things. Um, At the end of this minute when he says, like, and... And people I might may be have died uh, the people that today, died yesterday, or yesterday, or today. I don't. I, know, I don't know what time, time it is. is. It's just, I get like, yeah. I know when when we were talking off mic about like what I had done today. Yes. I'm just like, oh my god, I just lost like five hours of my life. Like, I don't know what, what day even, it is. What was I doing? What time is it? Where am I? No. So I, I, I don't know. I relate to that. But it's not, it's not like a scary, in a scary way. Like, did you ever watch that, that, um, that show Hannibal? Uh, um, no, I've heard it's amazing, but I've never watched it. It is amazing. Uh, but there's like a part where the main character, um, not Hannibal. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he, he's having like a mental breakdown. So like he loses like hours of, at oh. a time, like, and it's like really scary. Um, sure. So it's like, I was present for this, but, like, it had so little impact on my life, clearly, that I, like, don't even remember. I feel like I've seen that done in media, especially in, like, TV or, like, movies. I can't think of a specific example off the top of my head, but just that, like, that idea of just, like, slippage. Like, you're doing something, and then you have, like, a hard cut, and all of a sudden they're, like, somewhere else at a different point in the day, and, like both us, the audience, and the character don't know what happened in that gap? Mm-hmm. That's scary. It is. The yeah. idea of, like, blacking out like that, like, I don't know. That'd be frightening. No. But I think, thing. like, I don't know if, if, if he's, like, he's, he's experienced this because he's tired, or, like, he's just been up for, like, 42 hours? Like Yeah, like, I don't think he knows... God, I'm sure at the beginning they make a, they make a comment about like done that in college. Too. Yeah, like <laughs> I think they made him. I think they make a comment about like how long he's been working on this at the beginning of it. But like at the beginning of the movie, when everyone else joins him in the maze, it seems like it's early afternoon ish. Maybe mm-hmm. like the sun's still up outside. But now they've been in here for so long, like they've sort of lost track of time. That's the thing. They're like so 
insulated in this place, right? There's right. there aren't windows. They can't see like the progression of time. And so it just sort of mm-hmm. stretches out into this long, unmanageable thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't today, yesterday, like I don't know what time it is. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um my apartment, the like living room and then the hallway that leads down to the bedrooms are like there's like one little window out in the living room that we have like a curtain over Mm -hmm. so sometimes i'll come home and it'll be like the middle of the day i'll come home at like three o'clock in the afternoon and step into my apartment and close the door and all of a sudden it's just so dark that i can't see anything (laughs) my power went out my power went out last week and all of a sudden i was like i literally can't find anything i'm so glad my cell phone has a flashlight on it like Mm -hmm. just dark scary i don't like it scary is the wrong word just like oppressive it's like dis- it's disorienting yeah yeah for sure yeah. especially like the like especially when the the um the time change happens yeah uh yeah for, like, i left falling back earlier today and the sun was setting and i was like this is so weird yeah it's crazy how like just changing changing clocks by an hour like it feels like such a massive difference like during the summer i feel like the sun sets three hours later but the time Mm -hmm. didn't change that much it's just a whole slew of things that that affect it yeah i don't even know i'm curious i would wonder like how late in the day it is actually and how long they've actually been trapped in here but i don't think it's ever stated as far as i remember do not know yeah all i know is that he's angry he's angry Ah! He screams. Well, sorry, he's not angry. He's. Can we swear on here? Sure. Not angry. I don't see why he's not. He's fucking, fucking furious. furious. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But. That I think that 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 yell he does is pretty good. It's okay. It's just it's that like. I felt I've I felt this emotion here. Just this like. I have so much I want to get out right now, and I can't even put words to it. Mm-hmm. And tertiary? He says tertiary. tertiary. Trying to bring up his last point because he doesn't know the right <laughs> word. And there's a cut where he says tertiary, and then the camera like looks to his friend. And his friend's looking at him like, I don't think I that don't means think what you what think, think it means. means. Like, <laughs> really good. Uh, and I'll, I guess I'll talk about it now. We'll get it tomorrow, but like... Just again with the the corrections from the director or from the from the interviewer being like tertiarily. <laughs> uh, as if he's gonna correct himself. Like like when we first started this interview, the guy the interviewer was like, "They're not gonna hear me, so you need to like speak in complete sentences." So right. he's like, "I'm not gonna restate what I just said." Mm-hmm. Please don't make me look angry. Or like an asshole. Or no, or spineless. I think it's spineless, right? Angry, spineless, mm-hmm. or a spineless asshole. <laughs> okay. You're doing that just fine yourself. Yeah. You know, it'd be really interesting, like, as a secondary narrative, like, right now, we talked about earlier this week, um, the difference between the camera styles, like, when we when we see what the interviewer's camera looks like when, when he's filming. Um, it's got like a different grain to it. I would be really interested to watch this movie just through the interviewer's camera. 
Like a found footage kind of thing? Yeah. Like se- like a like a secondary piece just like because because the the rest of the movie has that sort of like omnipresent like we're following everyone around deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm always really interested in like found footage stuff. Like I don't have a problem with that. And I actually find it really interesting in media. Um mm. But it'd be interesting to see like how how that little documentary cuts together. Like you could probably do like a little five minute like here's what happened to them in the maze, and then here's the interview that we had with the creator of it. <laughs> like a little news segment. Yeah. And it'll be and, and you know what I like me just being the 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 way that I edit, like you know how in pod like it happens all the time in podcasts. You know in podcasts people are like, oh like cut that out, and then that stuff's never cut out. Like it's like Yeah. <laughs> like a meta like Oh, you asked me to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I would leave in the bit with him asking, like, please, for God's sake, don't make me look like a spineless asshole. (laughs) Oh, my God. You sadist. I would. It's the worst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not sorry, Dave. (laughs) Nobody guessed on Gary's podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Oh, God, I do that all the time on. I do that all the time on Harry Potter Minute. No, I get, I sometimes I get like bumped. I don't cut, I cut as little as possible when I edit. Um, mm. Just because I find, I, I I personally, like as a podcaster and as like an editor, like, or, or just like as a listener of podcasts, like I don't want it to feel like a produced show sort of thing. Like I love like pulling back that curtain as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, we'll do, like, on Harry Potter Minute, at least on season two, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing it, but on season two of Harry Potter Minute, we did, um, I left in all the stuff before the intro, so, like, hitting record and then, like, being like, okay, are you guys ready? Like, the little banter that happens before, like, the show starts. Mm -hmm. I like using that stuff because it feels more like friends sitting around a table and not a show quote yeah uh that's interesting i like that i don't know there's just something i i can't really put my finger on why i just i don't know especially because like the the movies by minutes community in particular has become like this weird sort of extended family Mm -hmm. and so like well it's kind of like why people like behind the scenes stuff so much like it it It's seeing these people in, like, a different context than what you're used to. Yeah, totally. And there's, like, there's, like, an intimacy and, like, a camaraderie to that. There's a, um, there's a podcast that I really, really love called Friends at the Table that's, like, an actual play. They do a bunch of, like, different RPG games. But Mm -hmm. on their Patreon feed for a dollar a month, you can, um, they do a, they do a show that's called The Clapcast. And it's basically, like, that moment when everyone's, like, everyone's already hit record, but it's that moment where, like, they clap to sync up their tr- their audio tracks. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just all the, like, other sort of distractions and things that happen within the, that couple minutes. That's funny. And they have a few episodes where, like, they start to record and then they just get off track. And it's like, you know what? I guess we're just doing this now. And so you just get, like, them, like, having just that, like friends googling shit on the internet and making each other laugh and i love i love that so much um so i i don't know that's something that like i really like aspire to in like things that i that i work on mm-hmm. kind of shedding the light on yeah the madness that happens yeah. behind the curtain 
Well, even with like a really casual podcast like this, like there is still like the amount that you're able to cut from the conversation to like, I don't know. It's, it's. Oh yeah, totally. It's like a reflection of like how you want to present yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I would say that like, like I know I, there are shows that I've listened to that have that like really overproduced sort of quality. And like, that's fine if that's the show you want to do. But like, I, I think for me, when I edit, I really strive to just have the, like the most authentic, like I, I am, I'm not a professional podcaster. Like I mm. am just a fan who likes these things and wants to share my thoughts on it with other people. And, and I think that like, by leaving a lot of that stuff in it, um, I think invites other people to like join the conversation in a more natural way. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I just like to make myself look good. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely things. There's definitely times when like I've said something that I've been like, that's just wrong. And I've just cut that. Yeah. But yeah. Like Dave, like, yeah. Don't make don't me, make me, don't make me don't look, look like a spineless asshole. asshole. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> well, it's funny. I think um, Scott called me out on an episode of Scott Pilgrim Minute because it was like a batch of episodes that I was going to be editing. And like, I think Nick was doing the introduction and he like botched the intro like a couple of times over. And then like someone made a joke about it like mid episode. And I was like, well, I'm going to leave all of this now. <laughs> but Scott had said in the beginning, like, be careful, Gary's going to leave all this in. And I was like, Nita, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and I did. And it was fun. I don't mind. Guys, duelinggenre.com slash support. Who let this, who let this man have any power? All the, like, pa- oh, me, I just, I just grabbed it. I was like, this is mine. I'm doing this now. <laughs> you madman. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's everything I have for today. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it was just, I was just so, bo- I was like, I really, I, I want to like these minutes, but like, and I do, but I don't know why I don't like him. Yeah. Like the, the, the character. And then I was just like, oh yeah. I think yeah. I just relate to him more than I want to. <laughs> oh. Just like, oh, I've, like, I've, I've been there so many times. It's like, um, my least favorite Harry Potter book is Order of the Phoenix. And it's because I was Whoa. an angsty teen when I read it. And Harry's an angsty right. teen in it. And I'm like, you're too much of a reflection of me. I can't stand this. <laughs> I should revisit that. It's been a long time since I've reread that book, but that's like become one of my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. So we'll see. I think that like, I don't know, because we were talking about how like his struggle is relatable, but I think the one thing that would probably compel me to watch this movie other than the Minotaur's abs is... <laughs> Fair. Uh, is, um, cause we're kind of seeing him at his lowest point or what yeah. I assume to be his lowest point. So I would be interested to see how he either chooses to react to it and get out of it or just wallow in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Hopefully the former, but whatever. Yeah. This is definitely that part of. I don't know, 45 minutes, it feels early to happen, but, like, I definitely think that this is, like, the lowest point, right? Like, that's what this feels like to me. Interesting. Where it's, like, everything, just all of it, so much has happened, and it's just weighing him down to the point that it's, like, I need a moment before I can, like, pick myself back up and, like, right make this right again. 
it it feels like the emotional um equivalent of like the dark night of the soul yeah but i guess it is kind of early i don't know how long this movie is <laughs> i don't either actually i don't know anything you guys i'm just here to talk <laughs> Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes. So we've only got like a half hour or so left after this. So yeah, this makes sense okay. to happen here. Yeah. So that, yeah, that this, well, but still, it's like the midway point of the movie. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. It's like a little offset, but you're not wrong. Unless, unless like the actual, like, lowest point is, um... I don't know, like, a combat scenario where he has to, like, fight the Minotaur. That would be rad. Like, I don't, I don't if remember it's like, that happening in this movie, though. Maybe oh, it does. Dang. Maybe it does. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I said, I didn't rewatch this because everyone else came into this blind. Yeah. So. I think if it was, like, a, like a physical threat instead of an emotional one, that would make sense for this to be here. Sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I actually, like, I, I I don't know what you would classify as, like, the conflict of this movie. You know, like, like that's the, the like, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus mm-hmm. environment, like, whatever. Like, I don't know where this movie fits into that framework. Because, like, he made the maze, and the... The solution to escaping it is to, like, finish what he started kind of deal, like, right. is what I'm gathering from the context of this. Like, doesn't, I think he says, like, if I could just finish it, I know it'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, a couple minutes ago when he was saying that, like, they could finish it and and defeat the Minotaur because it would just turn into cardboard and then, like, who's with me? And, like, everyone was silent, right. you know, like that... I think that this is a very internal struggle for Dave. Mm-hmm. Which I think the 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 maze itself even is sort of um a representation of of that struggle. That like Right. I don't know how to find my way out of this depression I've sunk myself into. Mm-hmm. That's rough. <laughs> Word. Uh-huh. How gone? Take me away! Okay, we've been talking for a half hour. I feel good. How do you feel? <laughs> well, I have just as many questions as when I began, but that's fine. I, I figured that would be the case. <laughs> I appreciate you putting up with me and doing this. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I hope that it's like people like listening to us talk about like podcasting bullshit for most oh, of the episode. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that mo- like I I I deliberately like have put off listening to this until after we finished recording because I don't want to be like influenced by what other people discuss. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that 90% of these minutes are tangents. <laughs> uh if not, welcome to our brand. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Come check out the new genre shows. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is kind of like our collective. We, I think we do that. No, I we literally, it's funny because, like, I've plugged it a couple times, but, like, we had someone comment about Scott Pilgrim in it, and, and their comment was, like, like, my favorite part of the show are the tangents, and just, like, I'd be super happy if you guys got to the point where, like, you only discuss them in it for a couple of, for, for like, the very beginning, and then just do whatever you want. <laughs> and I was like, we kind of do that already. That's kind of what we did here. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, if you want more of the madness, you can find me at uh, Harry Potter Minute on, on like I said, DuelingGenre.com. Uh, Cass and I both do Scott Pilgrim Minute on our Patreon, DuelingGenre.com slash support. For only a dollar mm-hmm. a month, you can get all the tangents you could possibly imagine. Right. Uh, and then, and then, Cass, you do Lord of the Rings Minute, which is, like, personally one of my favorite movies by Minute shows, I won't lie. Oh, thank you. Um, well, you and Norman are a delight. <laughs> if you want, like, 400 episodes of Tangents. Yeah, uh, We got you. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm finally caught up on other shows that I was listening to, so I'm, like, working my way through Two Towers, and, like... Still. I, like, I Well, I know, I know, you guys are still fighting, working through it. Uh, but, like, every... Like, it feels like this minute. It feels like if we can just finish the maze and defeat the <laughs> yeah, Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> is Two Towers your longest... No, it's not your longest movie. No, the next one no. is, right? Return of the King, yeah. Uh, that one's over four hours, because you guys are doing extendeds. Mm-hmm. Wow. I do not envy you. But, like... Well, that one's my favorite, so it'll be a little better. <laughs> there's there's really good stuff in Return of the King. I just don't... I just don't like second acts, so, like, okay. Two Towers is... is, is That's funny, like... Difficult. I, I understand... I definitely understand that. And then... But at the same time, like, I think that Two Towers was always my favorite of the three movies. Hmm. But I think it's because... Oh, God, there's a couple different reasons. There's, like, things in the movie I love. Like, I, I love Treebeard. <laughs> I love Rohan. I love Helm's Deep. But it's, like, specific moments and not, like, oh, Two Towers is a... Right, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, so, guys, come check out DuelingGenre.com and listen to all the shows. And, and yeah, come back tomorrow as we do Minute 48. Of Dave made a maze. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. And then I can probably disarm all the traps, and then we can we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Gary Roby of Harry Potter Minute and Cassandra Fredrickson of Lord of the Rings Minute taking on Minute Forty Seven of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back next time on Dave Made a Minute taking on Minute Forty Eight. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>